This episode of Solar Stories is produced by Mouth Media Network and presented by Solar. Reality really hit for me, like, wow, like, I escaped this. You know, I'm not here. I, I had the chance and opportunity to go to America at Pearson Higher Education and have all these opportunities. And I'm obviously, I'm not rich, but I live comfortable, you know. And to go back home and see that, it's just like, wow, you know, like, I want to do something about it. And obviously, I'm already into healthcare, so I thought it was it would be the perfect thing to go back over there. Um what I really want to do is um, open a health and community center. I'm not rich. I don't have all that money and all the, the resources to do that. But that's my ultimate goal, definitely. For Aisada Diallo, modeling was never a part of the plan. It was medical school for this Guinea-born American immigrant. Yet when she was discovered through Instagram and went viral in a short period of time, everything changed. Ultimately, modeling would be what leads her to help her country's troubled healthcare system. Coming up, Aisada's challenges navigating how to approach brands, the common misconceptions and prejudices laid against the Muslim community, why consistency and regular activity are key to building a following and a brand, and the importance of keeping a finger on the pulse of what's getting a reaction. I'm George Manley, and you can find Aisada on Instagram at Aisada Diallo, which is spelled A-I-S-S-A-T-A-D-I-A-L-L-O, and her story on this episode of Solar Stories, the art and business of influence. Welcome, Aisada Diallo. Thank Thank you for coming to Solar Stories. Thank you for your time today. Of course. And thank you also for being part of the Solar Family. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm Our excited. pleasure. We're proud to have you. Yay. <laughs> um, so Solar Stories is uh, basically an amenity for you as being part of the solar community. It's a chance to create another asset and talk about your story. And what we like to sort of focus on is the opportunity to learn more about you that maybe you haven't told your online audience. Um and uh, at the same time, um, the followers of this show are typically people within the solar community, and they're also influencers or people that are inspired to be influencers or create their own brand or start a company. And so tricks of the trade, anything that you've learned to sort of build your uh, online presence, to build your personal brand is really valuable. Okay. So um, why don't we start with your story? Why don't you tell us? I mean, I know you're from Africa. I know yes. you're from Guinea, but let's just tell us start where you want to start, but tell us your story. I'd love to know more about you. Okay. I mean, yeah, like you said, I am from Guinea. Um, I came here when I was 12. So I had to like, um, learn English here because we speak French back home. Mm -hmm. So I learned English here. I went to school. I always wanted to be, um, a doctor. Well, I thought I did, you know, so that's another reason why we moved here for better education, better opportunities as such. So, you know, of course, not only did I want to make myself proud, I wanted to make my parents and everyone back home proud. You know, I came to America and I'm in med school. I'm a doctor now. Yay. Um, but obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean obviously? You're not a doctor. I'm not, no doctor. Okay. Um, I mean, I did study human biology while I was in undergrad and I'm actually a, stu- a student right now. Um I'm going for my master's in healthcare administration. I mm-hmm. still want to work in the healthcare field, but not like direct patient care. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the administrative side, like in the office and doing all the paperwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yes, I mean, I realized that I didn't want to be a doctor um, after I graduated undergrad and I was um, shadowing physicians and I realized I don't like seeing blood. I don't like seeing needles. Ditto. I don't like anything <laughs> that has to do with being a doctor pretty much. I don't know um, how they do it. I, I, oh. Seriously, like, you, have to have, you just have to have a stomach for that. And I actually tried. My mom told me, give it some time. Maybe you're going to get used to it. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'll give it some time. I took time and I would just, I could not. I could not. But yeah, so um so I use that time to just, you know, dab around in other stuff and see what what I could potentially like. Um so I started working at Abercrombie and Fitch mm-hmm. as a model. But um they found out that I was I had my bachelor's degree, so they um promoted me to a manager, assistant manager. But um I realized I didn't really want to do retail, but I did like the model aspect of it. And um, I started test shooting with people, with photographers um, who would find me on Instagram and such. But I didn't even really have a following back then. So it was just, you know, for fun. I was just like, why not? So it was nothing paid. It was just for fun, like literally just for fun. And um, for me, it was just one shoot that I really did. Anything, anything of it, I just, you know, shot one of my friends and put it out there. And it went viral on Tumblr. And I was just like, really? Viral? Are you kidding me? Um, so, yeah, I just kept what, that up. What, what, what do you think went viral about it? Was it just, I have no idea. Was it your look? <laughs> it was, was it just... what you were wearing? Was it your, uh, the content behind? I mean, I like. I think it was just the whole aesthetic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you do. It. You have a really unique look. I mean, Thank you know you. that about yourself Appreciate now, right? That. Yeah. So, um. That went viral, but someone made like someone posted it and it went viral. So it wasn't even me who put it out there myself. So there was no credit at all. Mm. So no one knew who I was or who who the photographer was. So when I saw it, um, me and the photographer decided to do something else, and we posted ourselves and credited ourselves, and that went viral. And um, that's how I personally started building my following on Instagram. I just kept creating content when I realized what works for me and what people really like. I just kept doing that and just giving them what they like. And my followers just kept growing and growing and growing. And obviously, I enjoyed it because, like I said, I did it for free. You Mm -hmm. know, I did it for fun on my spare time or, you know, when I have nothing to do. Oh, let's shoot. Let's do something, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's how... I started getting into the influencing word because that's when, when you follow a girl, that's when brands are reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Let's collab. Um, it's like the new way to find people. I know. It's so crazy to me. Because nowadays, when, when you go to casting, they ask you, what's your Instagram? Right. What? Well, that's also that? how they – that's just – when I go to L.A., that's just how they say hi to people. Yeah. What's your yeah, Instagram? What's your Instagram? <laughs> Isn't that sick? That's right. crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, now I'm here. You know, so this is... so are you? Re- you're represented as a model. Yes, I am. What I'm agency do you work EMG with? EMG Models. Okay, and are you living in New York? Yes. Okay. I travel a lot to LA for work as right. well, but um, I am based in New York. How often do you get home to Africa? Uh, I've I mean, only I know, so been was... there twice. Yeah. So it was ever. really it's the life that you had as a young girl, right? You don't really remember much about it, right? Got it, okay. right? I just remember little, you know, bits of it, but not right. really much. When I went back for the first time in ten years, I was just like, "Whoa, this is where I grew up!" Like it was so just crazy. It was just wow. I I won't I won't be surprised if you end up going back there on a campaign at some point because there's so much yeah, shooting yeah. that goes on over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of campaigns, especially yeah. in the commercial world to okay. get shot over there because Guinea? it's just such well not oh, you mean Africa I mean in Africa in general oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and sure. I assume if you went over there you would then right. say 
Let's, let's go right. figure out where my village was and all of that. I right? wouldn't mind doing that. I think that would be so fun, you know? Um, yeah. So your goal now is to get through um, school. Right. And right. Um, create a career and an income stream yes. from that. Yes. What do you want to do with your online brand? Because obviously it's taken off a mm-hmm. little bit um, like – without your expectation. And so now you have like an opportunity there, Mm -hmm. right. To monetize Mm -hmm. it. So what do you want to do with it? Um, now I'm focused, you know how earlier I said before I would just do what people would, I realized what people would like, you know? So I just kept putting out work for that, but now I just do what I like, you know, I've, I feel like I've gotten to the point where now what I post is stuff that I actually enjoy doing. You know, I love to travel, um, I love beauty brands, you know, and fashion and all that, you know, all that fun stuff. So um, I create content surrounding that. Um, and I definitely want to keep doing that um, just because I do. I get my degree and get a career in that field doesn't mean I am going to stop. I mean, at least I don't plan on doing it, you know, doing so. So. But you want to keep modeling. Yeah, definitely. I want to keep modeling. I want to keep creating content. I want to keep doing all of that. I don't know how I'll do all of it, but I will do all of it. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not just going to get my degree and get right into it right. and quit modeling. I definitely want to keep modeling for sure and see where that gets me, you know? So let's um, let's explore that a little bit more. So if um, if you were approached with an opportunity to either model or be connected to a brand – um, or, or maybe you've already had this opportunity. Right. Um, what, 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 uh, what brand would it be or what opportunity would it be? Would it simply be because it's a beautiful place you want to travel to, or would it be because there's a target brand that you wish you could work with or want to work with? You're asking me what brand I would want. Sure. To work? Yeah. Cause I want this to be an opportunity for you to, um, like, like physically reach out to them. <laughs> right. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I would definitely would love to work with um, Fenty for sure. I love Rihanna. I just absolutely adore her. What do you she's love just, about her? She's just like, I feel like she's just like effortless. She doesn't really try much. She's just, she's just Rihanna, you know? What can you not love about her? But um, She's also an incredible business person. Yeah, yeah. She has so many businesses and, you know, she, she gives back too. You know, she has a lot of like work that she do even like in Africa and stuff. So that's definitely something that's attractive about her as well. She's more than just, you know, a beautiful face. You know, she's an entrepreneur. She's a philanthropist, you know, so I love that about her for sure. So And she's a diva woman of power uh, who has dealt right. with a lot of adversity in her personal right. life, which she has handled like a champ. Right. In my opinion. Yeah, she she yeah. sure did. Yeah, so if I could with any one brand, you'll definitely be Fenty. So you like the beauty space. Yeah. That's really definitely. where and why is that? Do you have a YouTube page? Um, I do, but I'm not really active on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I want to eventually, but So it's... you're in the beauty space, what are you um I mean I'm not a makeup artist or anything. I just know how to make myself look pretty, but <laughs> I don't do it professionally for others, no. But yeah. Um, what were your, what was your question? Well, I was just going to say in the beauty space, what right. would you like to pursue there as um, a person of influence? Like how could you use the opportunity to mm-hmm. work with this fan base that you've built up mm-hmm. and um, connect them to things that you find interesting or help them find? Because one of the things that I find mm-hmm. so fascinating about influencers um, or people of influence, right. I'm starting to 
hate that word, so I yeah, say I stay. Same. There's just baggage that I comes with it, right? I'm not an influencer. I cre- yeah. yeah. So what do you what do you call yourself? Well, I was, well, I'm a model and yeah. I'm a content creator. Okay, that's there you what go. I like to say. Right. Because we're actually influencer. And, and I don't know. know if I don't know if you've spoken to Lauren about this yet, but yeah. we're one of the things that we're doing um, at Solar right now is interviewing right. all of our. Um, active influencers mm-hmm. to find out how should we refer to you mm-hmm. on the homepage because we don't if we can avoid it mm-hmm. we don't want to use the word influencer yeah content creator yes. yeah creators that's nice so as a content creator mm-hmm. you have an opportunity right. you have an online following you have a fan base and one of the things that i find so interesting about that is mm-hmm. that today consumers are not if they're looking for a new um scarf right right they're not necessarily going to like 10 different stores to look not. for. They go online. That's they right. look for their favorite people. Right. They say, what do you wear? Mm. And then you tell them your mm. favorite five scarf brands. Mm-hmm. And that's the only five brands yeah. they shop. So yeah. that's that's sort of where I'm going with this. Right. Like, how do you use that opportunity to connect sort of your fan base with the things that you think are um, beautiful? Um. <laughs> I mean, you kind of said it. <laughs> um, I mean, like you said, I do it myself too. Like, I don't really go out to shop nowadays. I realize often, more often than not, I see things that I like find attractive on Instagram. And, you know, if I like it, then I'll purchase it. And it's always, you know, content from content creators. Um, so for me, I pretty much kind of like do the same thing. If there's an item that I really like, even if it's not a paid collab, for mm-hmm. instance, it's mm-hmm. just something, a personal item of mine that I really like, that really works for me. So I re- I try to put it out there. And um, I not only say the pros and I also try to say the cons as well, because I try to be as authentic as possible. And that's one thing I believe that my followers like about me and they tell me that myself. Um, so I like to keep that going being honest with them as always, you know, um, do you, do you interact with them? Do you answer all their DMS and all that? How big is your uh, Instagram following? 99.2 K. So Jesus. And over what period of time? Ooh. Okay. So my followers started growing the end of 2015. Um, I was at 81 K in the end of February. Mm-hmm. So from February to now, to now, I'm on 99. <laughs> okay. well, and now- you know what it is? What? It's consistency. So before that, I was just so busy with school and things of such that I haven't been posting. I can count how many posts I have from last year alone, just probably like five. The whole year, just five, five or ten posts. I'll say ten posts. I was not consistent at all. From February, I decided that I'm going to be more active on Instagram and posting stuff, you know. Um, and once I started doing that, it just went crazy. From March, let's say March, March to May, ninety from 81K to 99K. And And... It's what? activity, right? It's good activity, content and activity. Yeah. We say that all the time. All the this. time. Like, I'm just like, you just, people ask me that. How do you grow your following? Um, Just be consistent. Working it. <laughs> you know, just post stuff and just be interactive. That's one thing too. Engaging with them. I realize the more I engage with these people, the more 
they show me love and support. And, you know, it's kind of like they kind of know me as a person because when I have the time to, I'll sit home like and just go through my comments. Even my comments, I try to reply back as many people as I can, even if it's just like a heart that I sent and nothing else. You know, I always try to be engaging with everyone. When they send me a DM, I try to get back to them. Yeah, but um, that could be hundreds of messages a day. Yeah, I know. I don't so do get through the all of them, that? but I try. Like, I will literally tell myself, all right, I'm going to use this hour to get back to people. That's what I tell myself. And that's literally what I sit down and do. Go through everything. Try to get back to people, you know. Some people have some questions and, you know, so. Well, so this sort of connects to my earlier question because right. I'm really interested in, uh, for you, selfishly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just said I'm giving back to my people. So my question right. is, and this is this is really an interesting question for anybody who's thinking about building a large mm-hmm. online following mm-hmm. is, what do you get out of it outside of, um, you know, outside of the, uh, you know, the endorphin hit that you might get because people yeah. like you, you know, like, <laughs> like what, what do you, how do you get a chance to monetize that opportunity or do you even want to? Um, monetize. That's another thing too, because people have told me that I need to try to find a way to monetize my, you know, my following, I guess. Outside of like brand reaching out to me and creating content. So they do. They reach out to you. You know, like I do some. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, yeah, as far as brands, you mean? They do. They reach out to you. Yeah, brands definitely reach out to me. And so how do you decide which opportunities to take and which not to take? It always depends on if, I guess, their mission aligns with mine, you know? Which is? Um, I mean, I like I said, I really like authenticity. So I like to be authentic, you know? To myself um so i mean obviously i like to do bb stuff and hair and stuff like that but when fitness brands like reach out to me it's just like they see my body they i look fit you know so if you i were fit. to promote <laughs> you don't just look <laughs> I fit, look fit. <laughs> keyword look so um when brands like that try to reach out to me they feel like i would be a good person to promote their stuff because you know oh she look fit oh mm-hmm. that's what she's using i'm gonna try to use that mm-hmm. i feel like that's not really authentic of me to put out stuff like that because I don't really work out, you know? You don't have the same fitness or or the same passion around fitness. Right. Exactly. And, and like, you know, regular. Exactly. Or like routine. Right. Or like tea brands, you know, who reach out to you about, you know, the flat tummy. I'm like, I'm, I don't drink tea to have a flat tummy. It's natural. So I'm not going to lie to my followers and put out tea work saying, Hey, drink this tummy tea. So your stomach can be flat. No, that's not true. So I try not to do stuff like that. Um, I try to see if, like, let's say if the same, like, tea brand have other stuff as far as, like, skincare. Then we can talk. Maybe we can incorporate that, like, with me because, you know. We're in the middle. Uh, well, not in the middle. We're in the right. beginning of Ramadan. Yes. And you're currently fasting. I am. Which is, uh, it sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. So you can't. You can't consume anything no. between sunup and sundown. No. Not even water. No water, no coffee, no tea, nothing. No gum. Right. Nothing. No smoking. No <laughs> Not smoking, that you smoke. nothing. Right. Zero. Um, so let's take a break. But when we get back, can we talk about what it's like to be a Muslim American in this, of in this course, day and age? I would love that. Amazing. Yeah. To learn more about solar and to hear more solar stories, visit solar.com or visit our Instagram channel, solar.hq. 
So, Aisada, I would like to talk about um, your experience as uh, a Muslim American. Okay. Um, particularly in light of like what seems to be going on almost every week. It's crazy with these shootings. Um, I know that, you know, in the, there's just, there seems to be so much more, um, discrimination in this country Mm -hmm. than I remember Mm -hmm. as a younger person. And I don't think that's because I was tuned out to it. I think it was really because there is an increase in the openness of it and, and particularly against Muslims, uh, Jews. Um, and so I would love to, um, know more about your experience and maybe you can share a story with us. I mean, for me specifically, because I don't look like the typical Muslim, people don't really know unless like, you know, it's Ramadan or like Eid or, you know, things of such nature. But for the most part, people don't really know, you know, um, Outside of this month, for example, after Ramadan, I don't really wear, you know, the turban that I have on my head right now. So you would never know. Um, so, yeah, as far as that, I don't really get a lot of, like, um, hate or criticism, you know, um, because of my religion. Uh, but when I do post about it, I feel like because, you know, sometimes I do post about it, certain people might not agree with me, you know, the whole because I'm Muslim, they're not. But... um. Um, for me, for example, when it comes to stuff like that, I don't really feed into negative negativity, negative energy, negative comments, none of that stuff. So I would So you just, ignore it? Yeah, for sure. I'm not Do you ever block those people? Yeah. yeah as you should. <laughs> I will just block them. Yeah. I will block you. I'm not gonna respond to you. I'll just blo- delete your comment and block you. Right. Period. So you haven't had um fortunately right. any real direct discrimination against no. you because you're also an immigrant. I mean, right. I know you were young and mm. you, you're basically American, right. mm-hmm. certainly Muslim American, but, um, but you know, you, you sort of, um, um, you're practicing yes. and I could see, you know, I could see that being a, a, a place of challenge for some people who are ignorant. Yeah, for sure. For for the most part, I don't really get, like you said, I don't really get um, discrimination from other people because I don't, I feel like it's because I don't look like a typical Muslim. If I did, I'm pretty sure it would be a lot more of that going on. Um, but for me, it's more so from the Muslim community itself, you mm-hmm. know, like being a Muslim and you're out here modeling and, you know, you're not really properly covered. You know, you're not, you don't look modest. That's where I get right. some kind of like, you know. Well, and, and so even in your casting life, you you've never had a moment where they've where there's been any moments of tension as a result. No, you're lucky, yeah. right? Don't you consider that? So yeah, let me just ask 100%. you this: How does how do you feel as a Muslim American with everything that's going on in the country right now? What are your comments or your thoughts around that? Like, I mean, I feel like it just sucks, obviously, because they take the action of like one person and then just make everyone to be the same when it's in reality, it's not true. Muslim, uh, Muslim, uh, Islam is such a peaceful religion. And if people actually knew about it and learned about it, they would be more, I feel like, it should be more open and accepting. It will be more understanding about us. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I feel like most of our religion are really all the same. 
you know, we believe in the same God. The only difference to me, I feel like, is just the prophet that we believe in, you know, Christians believe well, in Well, Judeo-Christian and Islam, and yeah. We believe in Prophet Muhammad. That's really the difference. But everything else, even when you go to, the, you read the Quran, you read the reading of the Quran, and you read the Bible, it's same stories, you know? So, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, why the... Well, I actually have this debate with... Okay. With... In particular, with my father-in-law, okay. who's a wonderful man, mm -hmm. and um, and a and a liberal, mm -hmm. um, and very accepting, but but there's other people in my life, even beyond him, who have said that um, you know we should be accepting of all people. I agree, and that's true. Um, and then someone will call out, yeah, but then there's the call to jihad, you mm -hmm. know, which is like the one the one thing in in Islam that mm -hmm. like people want to focus on when it comes to violence or mm -hmm. a reason to discriminate. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about that? I mean, is there like, is there any truth to that? That we, there's nothing that says about like hate crimes. Actually, also it, it actually say that when you do stuff like that, you're not in a good place with God. Right. You know, it's, it says that so right. it's not true to our religion, right. you know? So I feel like people shouldn't, take stuff like that and judge the whole Islam world, the Muslim community, as we all know. It's not like that. It has nothing to do with our religion. That's just a personal thing. I feel like that's just dumb. You right. Know, it's not. No, but I think, I mean, it, it's funny because I believe when I think of, of personally, mm -hmm. when I think of Islam, mm -hmm. I think of like a brotherhood, a nation of right. peace, like people who have literally, I mean, like specifically within America, mm -hmm. I mean, you've got like the Louis Farrakhan's and people that mm -hmm. are on the extreme end, but in terms of like um, activism mm -hmm. um, that is sometimes controversial, mm -hmm. but you also have people like Muhammad Ali and others right. who, you know, used it as a platform right. of peace, right? right? And, and a, um, an opportunity to sort of say, uh, you know, this, I'm, I'm inviting this into my life right. because it, it calms me down. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I don't, I, I'm more asking you cause I don't really know mm -hmm. where it transitioned. I have no idea either, <laughs> but I mean, it couldn't have just been nine 11 itself. Right. It, it there sure. has to, there's, there seems like there's a For groundswell. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And obviously Trump mm -hmm. has a part in this. Mm -hmm. And it's not a good one, mm -hmm. but um, I'm just I'm just interested if you have any other thoughts around that. I mean, I don't really know, <laughs> like you said, like where he came from. Um, it just seems like people don't people. I guess I, I don't like saying the word hate, but people hate things that they don't understand or they don't, I guess, agree with. You know, because it's not just Muslim, like you said, Jews as well. You know, so if you're not. Christians or like Christians and maybe, you know, you're doing something wrong. But like, take for example, Ramadan within itself for 30 days, not only are we fasting from food, but we also are fasting from all things halal. Halal is like um, things that are like the bad things, you know, that you're not supposed to do. So for example, like no smoking, no alcohol, no cursing, no sex, no, no, sex, no listening to music, um, Anything just bad or that you're not supposed to do or just considered bad, um, we're not supposed to do. And that's the whole, like, the whole world. You know how many millions, billions of people who are Muslim who are experiencing the same thing for 30 days? We're just at peace. It's the largest religion in the world, right? Right. Yeah. And we're just at peace. We're just, just focusing on God and just on ourselves. Um, 
that's what it really is. And um, I was actually telling him earlier when you went, you took a break. Um, the night before Ramadan, I went on my story and I wanted to educate people about what Ramadan is. Yeah, I was know? just going to ask you that. Like, what is yeah. the cultural and religious significance of Ramadan? Like, most people don't know that. I don't. Yeah. So I mean, how did it come about? Is it, it's obviously connected to Muhammad and yes, something he did in his life. About, yes, okay. but no, you do know. Well, but I don't know specifically. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I don't know hundred percent specifics of it either. But it definitely has to do with Muhammad because he went through it too for you know for that period of time. Was he like so, lost in the desert or yes. something? Yes. Okay. You do know. Okay. Look at you. You do know. <laughs> yeah. So um, we are doing the same thing now too, as well. Um, so he was forced to fast, yes. and now everybody does it to, to represent a sacrifice for Muhammad that he did. Yes, for us. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you do know. Um, I've never read the Quran, but, but I mm-hmm. agree with you that mm-hmm. I've always said this. I grew up Catholic. Right. Um, I'm no longer uh, religious. Right. Um, but I, um, I was very Catholic growing up. Right. I mean, Irish Catholic. Like mm-hmm. we're the we're the mystical, right. uh, guilt driven. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and and. Uh, <laughs> And I, I mean, I literally, I was, you know, I grew up in DC and I was like the altar boy that was asked to serve and hold the Bible for the Cardinal when he came through the National Mm -hmm. Cathedral and all that. So I was pretty devout. Yeah. Um, But I lost my interest specifically Mm -hmm. in Catholicism when, um, you know, all of the, uh, I learned more about sort of the um, uh, conservative conservative ideas within the religion that really don't make any sense to me. Right. Like, for example, they don't allow their priests to get married. And um, the reason for that, I always thought, because they call it like celibacy. It's mm-hmm. like a devotion to God. It's mm-hmm. a sacrifice. All the things we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. That's not why it happened. Right. The reason why they don't let priests get married in the Catholic faith, because way back when in mm-hmm. the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. The villages didn't want to have to pay to support a family to live in the rectory. Wow. They only wanted to have to pay for a wow. couple of priests mm-hmm. to live there. And so, and they also were worried about rights. They didn't want that pastor to then have land rights mm-hmm. or have any sort of conflict mm-hmm. with the largest real estate holder in the world right, to this right. day, which is the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And then all of the things around, like, you know, to your point, um, sacrifice on sex and all that, mm-hmm. like, like masturbation is a sin, like all the things yes. you do when you're a little boy, <laughs> like, right. you know, like you got to become a man at right. some point in this world. And there's, you know, the fact that they are anti-choice with women, like none of that do I agree with. Mm-hmm. And I just can't find common ground with it. Right. So I still believe in a higher power right? So you're because spiritual. I still have faith. And mm-hmm. I actually had some tough points in my life where um, I literally asked God to like save me. Wow. And I said, if you do, I'll never deny your existence again. Wow. And sure enough, like things started Peace. getting better for wow. me. So I, I, I'm going to hold true to that promise. Right. But, um, I agree with you that like monotheistic religions, uh, in this world, particularly Islam and Ju- Judeo Christianity mm-hmm. are really one in the same in they the are. sense that they have a mono, they have a single singular monotheistic one God. God, one God, mm-hmm. and then there's a prophet. Yeah. Right. So it's either Muhammad, Jesus, or Moses. Right. That's it. <laughs> right. You know. And and the the morality, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the morality between the three is fairly similar. There's a rule book, right? Yeah. There's a how to live your life. Yeah. Here's what's good. Here's what's yeah. bad. And then there's a way to um, uh, live with that, or right. the lifestyle around being mm-hmm. a practicing mm-hmm. uh, person of faith. Hundred percent. Um. So what's wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the million dollar question. What's wrong with that? And you know what I find interesting? 
I don't know. I don't know the statistic on this, obviously, but um, I've seen a lot of like people who are in jail and come out Muslims. They go in as another religion. They come out like worshiping out. Islam. Why do you think yeah. that is? That's the thing. I, that's a million. I always just ask myself, like, why is that? You know, they go in there and come out Muslim. They. I don't know. Maybe for me, I'm just like thinking, oh, okay, they had a lot of free time in their hands. So I guess they studied religion and they found the one, I guess, religion for them that was able to get them through jail and out, you know? I don't know. That's- well, I think I think there's a lot of them um, that come out. Uh, I, I agree with you. I do. I have seen that. Um, examples of that. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, Aaron Neville of the Neville brothers. No. So as a singer, like he went into jail and he came out uh, sober and a devout Christian. Wow. Like a born again. Yeah. And to the point where he's got like a cross on his neck. And, really? Um, and, you know, there is, there is a place for religion in the recovered, right? right? And people that are sort of rehabilitating mm-hmm. their life. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be one mm-hmm. reason for Maybe. it. Maybe. Um, there's like, for example, like AA Alcoholics Anonymous is, is tied to Christianity in particular, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that find, um, solace and recovery in faith. Right. Of course. I agree. Um, so, but yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I never looked into it, but I just, something that, you know, that I noticed, but because we don't force our religion onto others. That's one thing that's actually, it's written. Like we, we, we're not supposed to do that. Like it has to be genuine from the person. The only thing you can do is you can help them learn if they're interested. You have to be, you have to practice the religion in a way like if, you know, for you, you, for example, you see me and how I am towards my religion and now you are interested because of the way I present myself, you know, as a Muslim woman. And now you're interested in, in, uh, in learning more about Islam, then I can help you, you know, teach you a few things and give you a book to read. But I should never sit here and tell you, hey, you should be a, a Muslim man. You know, right. we are not allowed to do that. We should never force it. Onto well, that's others. the uh, absolute opposite of Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which never. is all about like, mm-hmm. um, uh, what do they call it? When you like go into a village and you try mm-hmm. and convert everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and, and it's so ironic that Mm -hmm. like Christians in America are some of the people that discriminate against Muslims right? because Christianity was like the biggest killer in the world. Well, I should say Catholicism was one of the biggest killers in the world during the middle ages with the crusades. You know, they were trying to take over the world and kill anybody who was was not, not who did not follow Jesus. And that is an older version of what some people say jihadism is today. Yeah. But again, it's extremists within yeah, those religions really that are using the religion as, or their faith yeah. as an excuse to commit yeah, as violence. Yeah, an excuse. It, it really, that's all it is, an excuse. It makes no sense. It's, it doesn't say anywhere in our book that, you know, we we don't do violence. So those people are just extremists or just using it as an excuse. It makes no sense at all. I think our audience would love to hear how faith connects to your lifestyle, which also obviously affects your online community and the content you create and the way that you live your life. Of course. So how does your, uh, your interest in healthcare, um, early on, you wanted to be a doctor. Now, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. because like me, you don't like blood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like, you know, that's another really interesting, um, topic. And, um, 
place of controversy, quite frankly, in this country right now is like, how do we take care of our people? Right. What's the right type of health care? And, um, and then, you know, let's, let's circle back at the end of that conversation and how that sort of affects your um, personal brand that you represent right, online right. as well. So what do you think about healthcare in this country? And and why do you want to be a part of the healthcare industry? <laughs> well, healthcare sucks in this country. <laughs> but um Amen. for me personally, my ultimate goal with this field is actually for back home. Yeah. So healthcare in Guinea is practically non existent. Like non existent. We think healthcare is bad here, but at least we're getting some kind of care. Right. You know, at the end of the day, we, we are still getting getting some kind of care. But in Guinea, it's it's just non-existent, you know. So there's not even like a federal healthcare system at all. I'm not even sure there is one. You know, I didn't do my research on that, so don't call me on it. Right. Don't call me on it, you guys. <laughs> but um, I'm not sure, you know. But um, one because the government is just there's like no government, pretty is much, it, and it's you corrupt. Know? So what corrupt. Is there? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So corrupt. There's yeah. no government. You know, people are like. Fighting every day, they're trying to get a new president, but it's it's just not happening anytime soon. It just sucks so bad. But um, but there are a lot of NGOs in Guinea, right? Yeah. Like that are doing non yeah. non government yeah, organizations sure. that mm-hmm. are doing good work, like trying to eradicate malaria and right. all that sort of stuff, right? right? So yeah. would you potentially like? What do you mean when you say I want to go back so there that's and help kinda out? I want to do. Um, it will be a nonprofit, of course. I'm not really trying to profit from it. It's just more so something for me. I want to give back to my community because when I went there two years ago, I seen the lack of health resources. Um, and it was just like a really sad sight. It was just, it was reality really hit for me. Like, wow, like I escaped this, you know, I'm not here. I, w- I had the chance and opportunity to go to America, pursue higher education and have all these opportunities. And I'm obviously I'm not rich, but I live comfortable, you know, and to go back home and see that it's just like, wow, you know, like I want to do something about it. And obviously I'm already into healthcare. So I thought it was, it would be the perfect thing to go back over there. Um, what I really want to do is um, open a health and community center. Wow. Yeah. So obviously, I definitely want to educate. That's one thing because a lot of them are kind of, I don't like to say the word, but they are kind of ignorant in things of you know health issues and health concerns and what they can do with certain stuff. So I definitely want to educate them and want to give them resources when they need it. Um, there's a lot of like malnutrition happening in Guinea. And I feel like they're not really educated on the topic. And, you know, do you know the WIC program here? No, I don't. You don't know WIC? No. WIC? Wow. No. Okay. So basically it's for pregnant women. Oh, wait. Women. I've seen it. It's, yeah. It's, um, it's in all caps. Like they mm-hmm. advertise on the subway and stuff. WIC, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much a program for pregnant women where they teach them about, you know, the, the whole pregnancy process. They help them through it. And at the end of it, they give them stipends. For like necessary things that the baby would need, like baby food. Actually, before you even give the baby, actually. I mean, did I just say before you give the baby? (laughs) (laughs) Before you birth your child, they actually give you the the food stipends, um, food stamps. That's what it's called, food stamps. Before you give birth, where you can get all the necessary food and nutrients that you need in your body for Mm -hmm. the baby, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's something that I kind of... There you go. Prenatal care. Um, as well as after you give birth as well. So I want to kind of have something similar to that. I don't know how yet because I'm not rich. I don't have all that money and all the resources to do that. But that's my ultimate goal, definitely. 
Yeah. I've got one for you. Have you ever heard of Doctors Without Borders? Yes, I have. They are an amazing organization. Yeah. If I had $100 million, I would give 90 of it to them. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> gotta, what's going to happen? Got to keep enough <laughs> to have like a cool lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, and they're, I don't know if they're in Guinea, but they're all over Africa. Right. They're an amazing organization okay. and really um, pretty, they're super well organized. Right. I don't know how well resourced they yeah. are. Um, all those sort of nonprofits, like mm -hmm. you said, need mm -hmm. constant funding to survive. A lot. Um, because there's always new, uh, uh, you know, um, things that are happening to the populations that they serve. Right that spring up that mm -hmm. they like Ebola, right? That they right. need to all of a sudden like address mm -hmm. and you need money for that. Yeah, of course. Um, and I, you know, I feel like that's not only do we have, I agree with you, pathetic healthcare in this yeah. country yeah. Um, and healthcare options, right. but also um, we, we don't invest in um, the health of other Yeah nations, peoples, mm -hmm. the way that we should, being yeah. the richest nation in the in world. In the world. And we also have, like, the, the, the biggest, you know, healthcare capitals cost in the world. Oh, per even person. Though, Absolutely. Even though we don't have the best healthcare, it's the most expensive healthcare in the world. Makes sure. zero sense. It's because all. of our healthcare <laughs> system. Yeah, yeah. We allow private companies to jack right, up to prices just, mm -hmm. and set the uh, rates. Right. Yeah. So um, does that mean I know who you're voting for for next president? Or <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm supposed to. Say that. <laughs> no, no, we won't get no. into that. You'll, you'll end up uh, you'll end up getting messages you don't right, want. Right, right, yeah. right. Definitely. That's another thing too. I try to stay away from totally. social media. Smart. Anything that has to do with political things. I'm Very sick. smart. That's a good trick I don't for the trade. Nothing. Keep it to myself. <laughs> right. So let's let's wrap it up with the idea of or the question. Mm -hmm. I would love to know, uh, our audience would love to know as well. <laughs> what like how does how does what you mentioned um with your very strong views on healthcare mm -hmm. and um how does that connect to your your outside of avoiding the political or the controversial mm -hmm. stuff, how does mm -hmm. that connect to your online life and how do you use that as either fuel or something to avoid yeah. so that you're not growing your audience in a negative way mm. and you're not um, aligning yourself with opportunities that you don't want to be mm. connected to? I mean, like, do your followers know that you're in school? To... Yeah, for okay. sure. That's one thing I definitely always try to put out there because I don't want them just to think. I am a model and right. content creator. I want them to know that I'm also a student, that you are able to do whatever you want to do. You don't have to just stick to one thing. If you want to be, because I know people who have dropped out of school to pursue modeling. I want to show them that you can do both. It's just all about time management, of course. And yeah, they definitely do know I'm in school. And I definitely wrote a blog about that, letting them know that I'm studying healthcare administration. And I did let them know that it's mostly because I had went back home and what I seen just made me realize what I, you know, that I want to do this for sure. Um, as far as like trying not to align myself with brands that I wouldn't want to work with, I don't know. I feel like certain stuff you don't know what you will do until the opportunity presents to you. Because mm -hmm. I never, it's not something that I actually thought about, you know, how I will navigate um, about that. Because I wouldn't, you know, if it's not an organi organization that I would want to work with, then I would not do it. My issue, even now, like today, when brands reach out to me and I don't really want to work with them, my issues has always been how to respectfully deny them and saying, you know, no, how to respectfully say no. 
that's just one thing that I find hard to this day. So if you have any tips on, you know, how I can navigate that, please let me know. So you don't but, pursue brands much on your own. That's, yeah. You let so, them come to you. Right. Got it. So that's another thing, too, that I definitely want to work on moving forward because I've always been just sitting around and waiting for brands to reach out to me. I mean, I do have, like, um, those. Is that why you joined Solar? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, brands like Solar and there's other ones too. I don't want to name them because right. we're doing Solar right now. <laughs> but um, that would help connect you with other brands, you know? So yeah, that's what I absolutely. do. No, you should part. name them. You should name them. Yeah, I mean. What other, what other groups do you work with or Aspire. agencies? Well, yeah, I use Aspire IQ. So it's not like mm-hmm. kind of a thing where, you know, you guys do mixers. You guys get together mm-hmm. and it's kind of like. You know, you it's a family. You're you gonna know? come to our mixer on the nineteenth? Yeah, he just told me about okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah, awesome. Um, but these other ones, they're just like apps. You just talk to someone. You never really meet them in person. Right. They don't do events or anything like that. Right. Um, like if you ever talk to anybody so it's Instagram, impersonal, you know? Huh? I'm sure you've never talked to anybody on Instagram. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. It's like they're a mindless robot yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, pretty <laughs> like, much. No, pretty even much. As That's a, what it is. Even as a company mm-hmm. that wants to advertise and spend mm-hmm. money on Instagram, mm-hmm. we can't get a hold of anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll have a look at that. But yeah, so pretty much, um, yeah, so I just use people like you guys to help connect me with brands. But I've I've did it once um, back in February because, uh, like, like I said, I've never done it before. I've never reached out to brands. I just let them reach out to me because I've always had this um, – mindset that if I reach out the brands, then they kind of have like the upper hand. That's like, right. You know, like, oh, she needs me. That's why she's reaching out to me. So maybe, you know, I can try to like take advantage of that opportunity, you know? So I, I didn't want to feel that way. So I just waited for them to reach out to me in that way. Now I have the upper hand, you know what I'm saying? In, in, as far as like negotiating things. Um, but last month I was, no, in February, I was traveling to Tulum and I wanted to work with um like hotel brands, mm-hmm. so maybe where I could get a stay for a few, you know, create Absolutely. content for them, of course, you know. Absolutely. So um, I Did it work out? out? No, <laughs> but I did reach out to one of my um, friends who do a lot of like travel influencing, content creating. So I reached out to her to um to give me any tips, you know, how to go about it because I don't know what to do. I've never did it, you know, like do I just say, hey, hi, just, you know, can I just stay here you know, so she gave me a template of what she used to tell to send to brands. So I actually used that template, and presented myself well, and you know, um, sent it out. Um, some of them did not reply back to me. Some of them did, but they told me that it was um, it was high season, so they couldn't accommodate me only because it's just been a lot of people are going sure. through that time. You know, yeah. so it's not maybe off season. They said they could accommodate me, but I needed to go at that time. Period. Um, well, now I have a new mission. I want to find. It? I want to find you hotel brands to work with. <gasps> I will love that uh, because I love Christopher to and I will work on that for you. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us that I haven't and that we haven't talked about today? Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. I have to think about it. I do have one last question Go for ahead. you on my side. Okay. Um, so, in several of the podcast episodes we've had. Yeah. We that we've where we've also spoken to content creators that are also models. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in Lyris's episode, this subject came up in Broderick's mm-hmm. episode. Um, I've talked to Mariama mm-hmm. about this. There's a lot of 
very uncomfortable situations that arise in the modeling world as a result yeah. of that. Is there anything that you can share that's advice in order not to get into those situations? Is there, I mean, because there's also people that listen to these episodes mm -hmm. that, that have, um, uh, that are aspiring to be models mm -hmm. and, um, you know, anything that you can say or a story you can tell about how to avoid situations that can be compromising between um content creating and being a model no just just straight up modeling like people that are aspiring to be models oh. that want to enter the modeling okay. world but you know you know how sometimes people have to do things or want yeah, it or yeah, do yeah. things in order to get jobs that they shouldn't and they really shouldn't have been offered that proposal to begin with like have you that. ever encountered anything like that um not personally but i've i have I've seen people who go through it. Like, you know, certain people would need to lose weight, for example, to get into a, a certain agency. For me personally, this is my personal opinion, obviously. I feel like you shouldn't want to change yourself to fit someone else's, um, you know, calendar or whatever. Um, I feel like there's a lane for everyone, you know, and especially nowadays, I feel like there's so many different um, agencies out there. I'm pretty sure you can find a right fit for you. Um, without necessarily changing yourself or changing your views or, you know, your persona or anything like that. Um, so um, for me, I mean, obviously, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not sure because I actually looked it up. I'm average height. You're not that short. How yeah, tall are you? Five five. Oh, you're not short. Yeah. So no that's way. actually average height of a woman in America. Yeah, no, that's not so short. I'm not sure. But like five in the feet modeling industry, I am to be considered short. You know, I'm petite. Sure. Um. So yeah, I don't really, I don't do high fashion or like runways or anything like that. But I'm and you're saying that's where most of that comes in, yeah. right? I mean, I'm know? thinking of that story of the the young guy that died collapsing in Brazil last week because he was malnourished on the runway. Wow! So actually, the podcast like a few months ago with this guy, he's a model too. Um, he was telling us a story about how he fainted while. Once you know he was doing a presentation for a fashion week, um, and he literally fell on the floor because he was so Maybe. malnourished. I think he was dehydrated or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm like that's crazy, but yeah, a lot of I feel like a lot of crazy things happens. Like I don't know if you've seen that recent video that just went viral about this model, and she was just saying how if she were to commit suicide. It's on the her modeling. No, agency. I have not seen. You that. have not. No, seen what it is that? What's that all viral. about? Um, she she just made a video. She was just crying on her story, and she was just saying like agency don't respect models, which which is sometimes true. I agree. And she was just saying if she were to commit suicide, just know they have to blame her modeling agency. Oh my god. Yeah, and apparently because I've never seen. Her, uh, that video before but apparently she had made many complaints before about modeling and wanting to quit and all that stuff so this is not the first time is so she a model serious. i would know is she famous or i think she's pretty known but i forgot her name right now yeah i can just show you the no after i'll look this. Yeah. okay yeah, yeah i'd love um, to see it but yeah so for me there was just one instance where um i had to be on set at a certain time and i was rushing to it but something happened that was out of my control. I was taking a flight from California to here, mm. and my flight got delayed. So because my flight got delayed, I was going to be like uh, half an hour late to my sure. shoot. You know, That's out of my control. I didn't know. Right. It's not like taking a bus or a, a, a car ride where I can just know I need to leave extra early, you know? So 
I made sure my flight was going to land here at least two hours early before my shoot, you know, to give me enough time. Right. But that, it was out of my control that kept being delayed for whatever reason. And I was just letting my agency know, like, hey, I'm going to be late. And they were just going off on me. Like, just whatever. Just hurry. Like, like, can you talk to me as a human? Can you be more understanding? I feel like sometimes they are not understanding to, you know, like how we feel and stuff. And stuff like that is just like, whoa, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's. That's one instance that definitely happened to me as far as like um, agency and modeling. And um, I definitely get questions from people too about being signed. I mean, you should definitely go for it. They help you. They give you more exposure exposure to um, casting that you would have never known of um, outside of yourself. But for me personally as well, because maybe because I do have a following, I've definitely gotten gigs and opportunities that was more than my agency would have paid would have been well that's good to know too yeah so, so they're really so right there you're monetizing your online audience yeah yeah, yeah. without without uh uh compromising yeah. your online brand right yeah or your followers right. you're not using them mm -hmm. yeah and i know someone who i've spoken to on set and she was saying how she was signed to this um, mother agency and they you know they Basically, it'd be a makeover, a look, a persona that you have to be on social media. She said she didn't like it because that's not really her. She doesn't want to cut her hair. She doesn't want to wear this. She had to stop taking certain kind of photos. And she didn't like that because that's not really her. You know, she wanted to stay true to herself. Right. She was asking me how I do it. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I don't. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, Aisada. Thank you so much for coming today. Of course. I appreciate your time again. Oh, you did ask me actually one thing if what? I wanted to speak about. Oh, yeah, okay, please. I just Something just came to my mind. Please. I feel like there should be more open conversations between models and content creators like in the industry. You know, I feel like we're so afraid to talk to each other about like brands, how to reach out to certain brands or conversation about even pay. People are so uncomfortable with talking. Yeah. You how know. much do you get paid? What's yeah, your value? What's what do you so price yourself at? You can't, you know, because sometimes you never work for a certain brand, for example, and I know you work with them. Why can't you help me? So I know, have an idea of how to reach out to them and see, you know, what to expect and what not to expect. I feel like it should be more open conversation. Um, about all of that stuff. I was having a conversation with um, a few friends when I was in LA and we were just talking about content creating and brand and stuff like that. And we all learned from each other. We we're like, wow, if this happened more often, life would be so much easier. Right. Like, what? That's what you do. And that works for you. Well, this is what I do. And this is what works for me. You know, I think those conversations are so important and really necessary. Well, honestly, that's when we have events, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's literally definitely. why we have them right. so that we can all get together and brainstorm about brainstorm. better ways right. to sort of engage with right. our uh, community. Right. Yeah. And 100%. learn from each other. There, you're absolutely right, though. I've seen evidence of that where like, uh, and it also is true of actors too. actors yeah. who are influencers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't like off sometimes working with each other because they feel like they're like giving away right. to a competitor too or much. something. Yeah. 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 It's like crazy. That. I feel like there's enough all of us to win. That's you know? right. We can all win. Amen. Amen. So can you just also tell our followers how they can uh, find you okay. or where they can follow you? You can definitely find me on Instagram at Aisata T Diallo. There's a T in the middle between my first name and last name. Can you spell Aisata? A-I-S-S-A-T-A-T. 
T-D-I-A-L-L-O. That's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. That's my website. I know you're lucky. <laughs> you have a name that you like. Like literally. You just, got the handle right away. <laughs> that. Except for my Snapchat because, you know, you cannot change your username on Snapchat. I didn't know that. Really? Uh-uh. You cannot change your username and I had Snapchat for years, so. Are you on TikTok? Mm, yeah, I think so. Okay. Because I just, I've, I'm just starting to hear about people yeah. that are on, and evidently it's a really yeah. successful platform. I don't really use that. I just go in there to make my own videos, but I don't really like scroll past and see stuff. I cool. Just, I love it. All right. Well, uh, good luck with the rest of your Thank fasting. You. you have 27 days left. 24 7. Oh. Yeah, 27. Oh, oh my God. See, I can't even speak right here. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, God. I, well, th- th- not only thank you for being here, but yeah, thank you course. for being here on Low Energy, having three days of fasting in you already. I know you're not sleeping as much as you would yeah, like to. I know. Maybe this weekend I will. <laughs> but again, we're so proud to have you as part of the solar community. Thank you. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye, guys. That's it for Solar Stories. Thank you so much for listening. Please come back next time for another great guest and another great story on the art and business of influence. I'm George Manley. This is where the story starts. We can't wait to hear yours. Solar Stories is presented by Solar Inc. You can find more about solar at solar.com. Copyright 2019. Solar Inc. All rights reserved. Thank you for listening.